Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Kristen. How are you? Well, back at school. <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, now there's no more breaks. Now the next big break is summer, so. So exciting. So let's just get there, right? Let's get there. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so today we are going to build on one of our most popular episodes, yep. which is Why We Scrapbook. And talk about a couple of different ways that you can scrapbook um, in, I don't want to say non-traditional ways, sure, but just fun ways. We're going to talk about how we've been scrapbooking so far in 2019. We're going to talk about one of our favorite projects, Allie's Week in the Life, that's coming up next week. We're going to talk about some of the stuff that we've been doing that is absolutely scrapbooking, but is not the traditional this is what scrapbooking looks like when you go into a big box store sure and i know there are so many women out there that listen to the show that are like but scrapbooking has to look like this and scrapbooking has to look like this and that doesn't fit into my life well we're gonna call bullshit on that and tell you how you can scrapbook in ways that fit into your life and help you tell your stories in a way that fits who you are. Yeah, and I love that you've been using the word scrapbook because that is what we do and that implies paper. But, you know, scrapbook is also code word for just like documenting and memory keeping in general. And I feel like that's a new, like just, you know, whatever word you decide to use, there's like 150 different ways sans paper that you could also scrapbook air quotes, right? So I feel Absolutely. like right. So I feel like this is a nice little revisit of that episode, which episode number escapes me, but I know we did re- I think it was 8. No, 8 is what you're what you're yes. saying. So maybe it was 9? Maybe or 11. One of the early ones, season 1, and we did revisit it from the vault recently. Yeah, and and it's literally two of our highest ever listened to episodes. Sure. I mean, Crafty S Females and From the Background we come to, come from um, naturally. But yeah, so it, it feels like an appropriate revisit, I think, because I'm in such a different place than when we first recorded it and where I'm at in like memory keeping too. So I love this. And I love that it's, I want to talk about let's first, let's first dive into these words. Yeah. Like, well, one, why do I use the word scrapbook? Yeah. One, because I'm a paper person. Mm-hmm. I am a books person. I make scrapbooks. I literally make books and I put scraps in them. I yep. collect scraps. And that was the first ever thing you did. Yeah. And like, I mean, and not, and before I even knew what the hell it was, like I would cut shit out of magazines Oh, that's a cute boy. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, JTT. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I, my mom would get so annoyed when I would ask her, can, oh, can, wait, can I get Tiger Beat? <laughs> no, you can't get Tiger Beat. I'm not going to spend 
$3.99 on a magazine? <laughs> um, but then it was like, you know, also other stuff. What movies did I go to the see at the movie theater with my friends? All of these little things to say, hey, this is a thing that I did. Instead of, you know, talking about it and just letting it pass me by, sure. I found little notebooks and I stuck it in there. Or I found little uh, things and I put my scraps in there. And being the people that we are, we gravitate towards pretty paper. Yeah, and preservation. Everything you just and said is like, ah, preservation. Notebooks. Yeah. I mean, I love buying blank notebooks. Yeah. I saw a meme the other day that was like, oh, can't buy this notebook because I have eight blank notebooks at home. I laughed at that. <laughs> and I was like, who the hell has eight blank notebooks at home? I have 80 blank notebooks at home. And I'm absolutely going to buy another blank notebook. Sure. Because there are so many things that you can do with a blank notebook. And we will get into perfectionism a little bit later on in the show. But a blank notebook signifies so many things, including the potential to be more. And I love that scrapbooking allows you to take that potential of a blank notebook and fill it with all of the things that you are. Not the things that you want to be, not the goals that you have for yourself, which are all wonderful things that you can also fill a blank notebook, but scrapbooking allows you to say, this is who I am, mm. and this is what I've done, and these are the experiences that I am currently existing and enjoying yeah yeah and you've always kind of like you've always emphasized the declaration of that that scrapbooking is such a poignant wonderful declaration of that i find myself my like gratitude for me i think has been the main like that a lot of that declaration has been weaved into my scrapbooking right and identity and finding out who you are and like discovering it through the preservation and the crafting but like the past few years it's all been i'm so happy this happened i'm so happy like it, that that's been the theme my december daily was more processing but like a, i want to say like 90 percent of my stuff was like thank you look what happened thank you like you know it's usually a Thank you. Message. Yeah, and, and we have that space, and it's a gift that we can give to ourselves. Because first we have the gift of the supplies. And we can be thankful that we have the ability to have these supplies in the first place. Which is wonderful, because not everyone has the ability to have these supplies. And it's a gift to be able to have these notebooks and these pretty papers and that is a gift in of itself yeah second it's a gift to be able to have experiences wonderful enough to document and wonderful doesn't mean perfect right it doesn't mean that you live the picket fence life right no in fact they might be shitty experiences yep still thankful yeah 
but they're your experiences. Right. And to be grateful that you have your life and the ability to document your experiences is another thing to be grateful for. True. And then we have this thing that we can be grateful for, which is on top of all those things, is that we have this gift of being able to create this incredible art that takes the supplies, that takes the stories and mashes them together and creates something that only you can create. You're the only one who gone, who's gone through the experiences. You're the only one who has access to these exact supplies with your experiences. So you're the only one who can create this specific type of art. Yeah. And so what you wind up with is something that is uniquely you. Yeah. And if that's not something to be grateful for, then, then what is? Yeah. And I think we mentioned in the Why We Memory Keep episode, but like it is getting more and more clear, this vision in my head of like my funeral, all my memory albums around my casket. Like, like I constantly envision this, that like it is not in vain, all this stuff. Yes, it's for me in a process and in the moment. And I love looking at my most recent albums, but like this stuff is going to tell my story like when I'm gone. Like, I don't know. It's not, I, I completely agree yeah. with you. And I don't want to say like it's not morbid because it is. it's not morbid in a bad way. Right, right. Yeah. At least and, not and, to me. And, <laughs> well, like I think this is one thing that I've been thinking about um, in terms of, I think this is one thing that our generation is a little bit better at than like say our parents' generation. Right. Of kind of like talking about the realities of life. Yeah. And death is a reality of life. Yeah. And, you know, no one has made it out of life <laughs> without dying. Like, it, it happens. Like, that's, that's what happens at the end of life. And when we've accumulated all of these wonderful stories and all of these wonderful memories of our lives, and we go through, it's not the trouble of documenting our life, but the... The, the work of it, yeah. The work, exactly, the work of documenting our life, the wonderful work of documenting our life. It's part of who we are as a person. Yeah. And if it's something to be proud of, then it's something that we should share in celebration of our lives. And that's what a funeral is. It's a celebration of our lives. And and in wanting to to show who we are and what our stories are and and you know who we are as people yeah and you know in those types of celebrations of life the the funerals that i've been to over the years that have meant the most to me the things that have always stuck out to me is talking to the different people of different ages and different generations that have known the the loved one or the, not even necessarily the loved one, the, the, the person who has passed away, and learning different stories about them, about who they were at a different time in their life, whether they, you know, when it was, uh, when the person was a young child or when they were a teenager, or, you know, maybe it was when they got married or some something, but, like, uh, for me and my grandpa, I only knew my grandpa for the 21 years that I was alive. Right. And he was always, you know, an old man to me because he was my grandpa. Yeah. But all of these other people 
news stories from when he was a teenager. Right. And from when he was, you know, my mom's dad and growing up. But when we write the stories of our lives in scrapbooks and we have, you know, I went to go see the Harry Potter movies or, uh, you know, I have scrapbook pages of when I went to the midnight showings of the books for the thir- the, the seventh book. There are things that only happen to us and only happen in time. You know, once or twice and, and 50 years from now, you know, Game of Thrones is ending. <laughs> in 50 years from now, when everyone... For some of us, it's Game never Thrones, started. <laughs> I'm one of the well, 1% well, of the population. <laughs> well, no, see, that's not true. So many people I know, like everyone I know who isn't watching Game of Thrones... Everyone is like, well, I've never seen Game of Thrones. Well, of course, you know, you've never seen Game of Thrones. It takes, at minimum, 80 hours of your <laughs> life to watch Game of Thrones. Gotcha. <laughs> so, like, but for others, like, I remember watching the first episode of Game of Thrones on the first night that it aired at 10 o'clock on HBO. And that was literally 10 years ago. And in 50 years, that like, th- there are cultural moments that... Yeah bond people yeah like the moon landing sure and you know 9-11 for us oh yeah and it's funny because uh like kids now they don't have a 9-11 moment Hmm. and so our cultural moments the things that bond us together those stories the big stories and the little stories the movies the things we have for breakfast. Yeah. Those are the things that make us human. And uniquely human in the time and space that we're human, which is what you're we're celebrating in the scrapbook. Right. And, and there's so many different ways for us to scrapbook. Yeah. Well, before you get into that, just off of what you're saying too, like for me the past few years – memory keeping has become such this blend of the past present and future like I think we think oh it's all documenting the past like you're living in the past but like the present moment of of crafting is so rich but then you are thanking or celebrating or processing what happened in the past but then I'm constantly when those two things are happening acutely aware of like the future and how I want this to tell the story of my life. And then it just like last week's plant episode, it kind of ties into that whole like reminder how temporary everything really is. And then it makes you think of like the future. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's like. I think you're absolutely right. And, and so for like anyone who merge. thinks that scrapbooking is spending time in the past, I right. think that that's absolutely wrong. I think you can't be further from the truth. Right. I think that you can't scrapbook the past you can only scrapbook the present because as you are journaling about the past you don't transport yourself back 20 years and not remember everything that's happened in the last 20 years right you are journaling with history on your side you know everything that's happened like if i'm journaling about something that happened in high school i don't magically forget about everything that happened in college in the last 20, you know, 10 years of my life. 
I am who I am because of everything that's happened in between. And I can only journal about that. I can only tell the story about that with that lens. But see, I can't go back and say like, oh yeah, now I'm exactly my 16-year-old self again. Right. Well, you're, you're thinking of it insofar as like, the next day or the next week after something's happened is still technically the present time. But I'm talking about people that even think like, I went to brunch yesterday, why would I even spend the time the next day to think about what I did yesterday? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like some people don't even understand, and of course not as crafty as females who memory keep because we get it, but like, when people, when I tell people I scrapbook or like, their association is, but why would you wanna visit? Like, don't you just wanna move on with your day? Like, why spend the time? to like reflect if people aren't reflecting on the things that they're doing then they're just not like i agree but i to be completely honest if you're not spending time on self-reflection then you're not doing a good enough job of being a self-reflective person like and a developing human like we right, talked you're not about gonna last have week. any personal growth right like we talked about last week with the plants like just like you're constantly developing so what are what tool are you using to examine what you did the day before and how you Correct. can be better the next day right so but again it's that blending of like this happened yesterday how am i processing it and reflecting on it today it's gonna matter how i'm gonna be tomorrow but it's always that blend. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So what were you going to say before that with like different ways to document? Right. And, and so and like this is exactly what I want to get into. That scrapbooking and its various forms are inherently an amazing tool for personal growth. Sure. Because that's exactly what you're doing. You're constantly reflecting on, well, what did I do? How did I feel about that? How does this make me feel? You know, this is a story in my life that makes me feel joyful. This is a story in my life that makes me feel sorrow. This is a story in my life that, you know what? I don't know how this makes me feel. Let me put some stickers on this page. And while I'm looking at the stickers and moving this picture around, I'm gonna think about this a little bit and see how it makes me feel. Yeah. And if you're not interested in personal growth, this might not be the hobby for you. Right. Yeah. And that's okay. Like that it's it's okay for us to have different hobbies. Sure. Not everyone in the entire world is suited to scrapbook about their lives. Yeah, it takes a lot of introspection. And if it's not if you're not introspective. <laughs> right. If yeah. that's not for you, then that's not for you. Sure. I'm not super interested in fly fishing. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> I'm not like I can't spend that much time outside. Right. I I take medicine that makes it really hard for me to spend more than a half an hour out in the sun. I also don't particularly care for fish. Or hooking them in the little mouth. Yeah. yeah. I, it's not I've gone fishing multiple times. Like I said, my grandfather loved fishing. Sure. My uncle has a house, had a house on the lake. They taught me to fish. I don't like it. Yeah. You can be like, there's tons of people that do fishing for introspection. Yeah. Well, that's one of those hobbies that we've talked about before too, though, that like gets you out of yourself a little bit. You have to kind yeah. of focus on not inside. And you can do it, but yeah. not for me. Right. You know, I've tried it. Not for me. Yeah. 
there's tons of hobbies that we can do. There's tons of things that we can do. And I encourage everyone to try a whole bunch of different things. There's lots of things that I'd like to try. I'd really like to try crossbow. Okay. There's a crossbow range in town. Love to try that one day. Yeah. I have no idea why. (laughs) It just seems kind of cool. I kind of feel you'd rock at it. (laughs) My cousin does it. She has crossbow and she says it's badass. So I recently watched this Sebastian Meniscalco skit where he talks about his buddy with like the crossbow. (laughs) I I just picture you like defending your home with it. Well, I mean, I have no interest in guns. I don't want to own a gun. I don't want to keep a gun in my house. But like zombie apocalypse. And you you need something with that wide range to reach across your yard. (laughs) It seems like, you know, that that would be something that I would be interested in learning. I feel like that's your weapon. You are like... Pottery? I would really like to learn pottery. Same, me too. Um, Very Demi Moore and Ghost. (laughs) I feel like that I would be like a little bit nervous that like maybe I would get a ghost. (laughs) And that would like... A hot one? With my pottery. A hot one like Patrick Swayze. That wouldn't be so bad. It's possible. (sighs) And then I would get like super spooked and be like... (laughs) Can you just, like, explain to me what I'm doing wrong or what I'm doing right? Can you just tell me, like... It would be a helpful And then I would get nervous. And then I'd be like, no. This is a hobby, and I'm here to relax. I don't care what you're telling me, ghost. I just need to do this for myself. And that's how I would get over my ghost pottery. I love that the ghost is only attached to the pottery hobby. There There wouldn't be a ghost attached to the crossbow hobby. No, no, no ghosts for crossbow hobby, just for the pottery. But you don't have to scrapbook like everybody else in order to be a scrapbooker. How have you been scrapbooking this year so far? So, In a couple of different really great ways. So I've been doing this thing called daily pages. Last year like I was doing morning it. pages? So last year I was doing it, I was calling it morning pages. Okay. Because the first thing I would do every morning was I would get up in the morning and I would come and I'd do the pages. Okay. I changed it from morning pages to daily pages for a couple of reasons. One, I the started. way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had no idea that that was a thing before I started doing it. And that was confusing as hell. Um, and then I started teaching it to other people. And people were like, but I don't want to do it in the morning. And I'm like, you definitely don't have to do it in the morning. Right. I just do it in the morning because that way I don't have to think about it. And then be like, oh, I need to go over to my table and do it. Okay. Um, two. Jeff started working at night. Right. Which meant my sleep schedule got way more screwed up. And I was not working and getting up at like... 7 30 in the morning yeah. like i was and so my morning routine got all changed around and then i was feeling guilty because i was not doing my morning quote-unquote morning pages as soon as i woke up in the morning quote-unquote yeah and so you know what i was like you know what this is not about me doing pages in the morning it's that's not what this was about this was just about me getting creative every single day mm-hmm. and as long as it was you know one of the first things i did every day on my, you know, work agenda type thing, right. my creative agenda, 
that's all that mattered. Yeah. And now I'm looking at your Instagram feed. So I just want to show you've been posting a lot of pages, but that's for the 100 days, not necessarily for, that's not your daily pages. Right. I've been reposting my 100, the 2017 100 days pages. Got it. So that I could get everybody inspired for my huh. uh, free 100 questions class. Fun. Because I also never posted all of them. Right. So, so it's fun. like, why am Get I it. just sitting on all of this material? Get it. I wanted to know if that was kind of how your daily pages were looking, but your daily pages are looking more like your morning pages were looking. Yeah, my daily pages are, I take, I have a notebook. It's a, a small notebook. It's like a pocket traveler's notebook. Mm-hmm. So they're three and a half by five and a half. And every day I just make something on a two-page spread. That's awesome. Whether it has a, sometimes it has a photo, sometimes it doesn't. It usually uses whatever I have lying around on my desk. Yeah. So sometimes it has memorabilia. Sometimes it has something I clipped out of a magazine. Sometimes it has a journaling card. On Mondays, I put my currently lists in my book. I love it. That is the only real thing that I do that is like, this is what I do. Yeah. Otherwise, it's very, what am I feeling like? Mm-hmm. As long as I do a thing, that's all that matters. Um, when I get new products, I like to test them out in there. Mm-hmm. So like new stamps, I play with my new stamps in there. Because when I get new things, sometimes, especially stamps, I feel a little bit nervous using them on like full pages mm-hmm. because I don't want to like screw up the page, uh, especially stamps. Yeah. But when I'm playing in my daily pages book, it doesn't matter. It's not for anyone. It's for me to practice. It's for me to play around with every day. It's for me to have a space every single day to be creative because that's the whole point. Yeah. And the point of these books is that, so they have like 32 pages in them, which means they have 16, or I guess 15 double pages and then a front and a back cover. So every two weeks, I make a new book. Nice. And so I have two books a month. And so every month, I just have two new books. Two. And. And you've been finding a rhythm and it's been working. Right. Yeah. And like those are my little, like, and those more than anything are like scrap books. Right. Like books of scraps. Yeah. Like I have a little bit of pretty paper left over awesome it goes in this book yeah and so i feel i feel really good about like oh i cut off uh you know two inches by three inches of a pretty piece of scrap paper i don't feel like it's gonna go to waste because i have these books that i can put them in yeah whereas before i would have put it in a scrap bin and it would have sat at the bottom of a pile and then I would have like never found a perfect place for it because I was going to put, what, what am I going to do? Put it on the corner of a layout somewhere on a big thing. Yeah. I used to feel like everything had to have its place. Yeah. And now that I have a space to be creative just for the sake of being creative... All of those little bits, all of those little things that were precious because they had value, but not precious enough to use on 
quote-unquote real scrapbook pages, okay. they find a place in these little daily pages notebooks because they're a part of my creative practice. Yeah, and it seems like they're in your routine in order to get the job done. They're not in your routine, again, as this like top-notch preservation project. Right. So and that makes the difference too. The shift in your mind of like a page has got to get done. Daily page. Like what do I have to use? This is what I have. Here we go. It's done. Move on. Like it's just, it's that kind exactly. of project. Yeah. It's not about telling specific stories. It's about just being. But some people don't even realize that like when you set yourself up with like a scrapbooking project or like a memory keeping adventure, right? Like they pick the supplies and they choose the album and they choose, they like all this choosing of physical things need to happen, but that is a choice that needs to happen. Like how do I want the approach to feel and how do I need, yes. so like, right. So like there's so much more choice besides what's laid out in front of you. And the fact that we're so versed and then it kind of happens naturally. Like our brains go, what do we need this project to do for me? If that choice comes before the supplies, then the supplies kind of comes naturally. It becomes, it, it, it comes a lot more naturally, right. I think. Um, especially when you've taken a lot of the pressure off the supplies. Yeah. And the supplies become a lot less more um yeah a lot less more sorry the supplies become a lot less uh precious right like they're still valuable there's still inherent value in them yeah but their preciousness becomes less sure you're still getting to use them and they still are exciting yeah, and and the wor like the worst thing that could ever happen with craft supplies is that you buy them, you wait to use them, and then you can't use them because you've waited too long to use them. Then you know there's no more sticky left on the sticker. Your paint has dried up. You know your rub-ons don't rub anymore. Yeah, that's like you know the the absolute worst thing that could happen to a craft supply. Yeah, and it happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, it ha it's happened to me, I don't even know how many times. Yeah. But by doing this Daily Pages project, and I've been doing it for just about a year now. I started the first week of June last year. And I have, I've, and I've tried a bunch of different uh, types of notebooks. Mm -hmm. I go back and forth between scout books and field notes, mm -hmm. mostly because I have 30 blank scout books and like 20 blank field notes notebooks. Yeah. Um, but I've done a couple of like Studio Calico printed full-size traveler's notebooks as well. Mm -hmm. But I found the, the less that I have to work with, the more creative I am. Sure. I feel that way too. And but something like the more that, that I, project, you could go nuts with stuff. Well, yeah. And the more that I I use that for my like just be creative time. Yeah. The less 
that I feel like I need to be creative when I want to tell specific stories with my other scrapbooks. I get that. I get it. So, like, the other ways that I've been scrapbooking this year are I have monthly Project Life pages where at the end of the month, I'm like, what stories do I want to tell this month? Well, what this happened size in is Jan- it? It's 9 by 12. Okay. So I do literally one spread. Yeah. One two-page spread for each month. Got it. So I print out, like, four or five pictures a month. And it takes me a couple of hours to do that spread. And then I'm done. Yeah. And that's it. I wait till the end of the month. I write down what I want to print out. I go to the computer. I print out those photos. And then I do that page. Yeah. And then it's done. Yeah. And that's my project life for the month. I had been trying to do project life in six by eight, but then I was making more than one page per month and that got too complicated. Yeah. Six by eight, I think is my favorite size, but I agree. I feel like I can't, I can only tackle it for like a month long project or like smaller projects, but then it becomes like the focus of that one thing. Yeah. I completely, I 100% completely agree. It is my favorite size to make layouts in. Yeah. But you can't say that much. And then you start to want to make more pages. And then it gets complicated. Yeah. The other thing that I've been making, which I'm loving, straight up loving, are these standalone traveler's notebook pages. Okay. So Kelly Perky makes a traveler's notebook kit with traveler's notebook pages. Mm -hmm. And... Theoretically, they're supposed to be glued into a traveler's notebook. Freckled Fawn makes traveler's notebook page protectors that you can just slide into a traveler's notebook and you just drop, you know, if you cut paper to a traveler's notebook size, you just put the pages in a regular, you know, the page protectors like you would a regular scrapbook. Yeah. So I've been using the Kelly Perky Traveler's notebook kit that I've been getting because she makes amazing paper mm-hmm. and you get a stamp and you get letter stickers and Kelly Perky makes the best letter stickers um, and then I've been making these double page TN spreads and putting them in these freckled fawn page protectors so fun and it's it's just like making it's like making a um, an 8 by 8 layout if it were cut in half and it's I mean, I must have made, I don't know, I just got my journaling pen, so I have to do journaling on a bunch of them, but I've made, like, 20 double-page spreads in the last, like, three months. Fun. I love them. And that seems like it, like, kind of a blend of the other two projects, you know, in a way where you're just, like, pasting on a paper, but then also albuming it up. Yeah, that's, like, what I've been doing for... If I were, if I had, these are analogous to like the 12 by 12 layouts that I made in college. Yeah. But in a new fun format and with these new like. And it doesn't cost me a zillion dollars to get shit shipped to my house because right. I don't have, you know, I mean, it literally comes in a first class envelope. <laughs> right. 
So it costs $3 to get shipping. So sure. like PSA guys, if you want to get into scrapbooking, but you're like, this shit takes up so much room and it costs an arm and a leg to get stuff shipped to my house. Look into this TN size. The stuff from Kelly Perky is amazing. The stuff from Freckled Fawn is amazing. And it does not cost an insane amount to get shipped to you. I love it. It also doesn't, like, it doesn't take that much room in your house. You can put all of this stuff in a bag. So, um, those are two (laughs) webinars that I'm going to do very shortly. One on my daily pages and how I have that all set up. And one on my TN set up. So um, those will be on the awesomeladiesproject.com slash webinar soon. So cool. And they'll be amazing. So cool. I'm kind of similarly participating in memory keeping in this in kind of the same ways you are where like I wake up every morning and I've been reading this simple abundance book and in the middle of January so every day I read like a daily passage, you know, at least I go to with my morning coffee at you know, three thirty in the morning. When I wake up as a teacher, like that's the first thing I go to that book. And in January, they had she had talked about like a gratitude, daily gratitude journal, whatever. So I bought the one line a day book. It's like a little chubby little hand. It's about the size of there, your hand. And since like January 14th, I've been filling the line, the, the few little lines in every day. So I feel like that's kind of my daily page, even though it's not a page, but it's like a good little connecting piece and it makes me reflect on the day before and even though it isn't scrappy it still feels like how the new version of myself that came out of that tough year last year needs to document you know what i mean and so like the old me's like oh but what about the pretty pictures and the stickers and then like i still feel that like insane person want to come through <laughs> but it's just not where i am in the development of this craft right now so i just even though i hear it go like but make it pretty and blah 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 I go nope I just need to write it with the same pen every day like you know so that's been my experience with like the daily stuff and then you know because I also came from what I don't know three or four years of like memory planning in a happy planner where I was inputting photos and digital stuff on a planner layout on my computer every day and then printing it out Sunday and hybridly add it like you know so I came off of last year with like four years of like constant pretty documenting you know so this year's been very different and then same as you I've been doing a 9 by 12 monthly project life just and I I wrote a blog post about it that the theme of it was just like Dolly, just like Pitbull says, because it was like, do it like Allie. And so I just abbreviated that and just said Dolly. Like, so anytime I see her do a monthly Project Life spread, I kind of check how she does it. And then the goal is at the end of the month to pull from her what will help me make my stories, if not just carbon copy what I did the month before. But I've only finished January and February. And then I had a goal to make March and April kind of combined. But... It's been hard to figure out when I can execute now. March, but April isn't even over. Right. So I'm assuming next weekend this will happen. But then next weekend comes and it's like podcast work and teacher work and new boyfriend and like everything else that fills up my my crafting space. So it's all well intentioned, but I need to find the space to just blast it out. But I like. But you're so, but you're so worried about April. You should still only be worried about March. Yeah, I guess so. 
I guess. But I just, I, I'm the type of person that when April passes, I want to be caught up. Like, I just want to now think about May. And speaking of May, a week in the life, Allie's week in the life is coming up on Sunday, starting Sunday. So I'm thinking maybe that'll be my May in my project life. But how can I focus on that if I didn't blast out March and April, you know? So I'm... You are thinking about it wrong. I am? Yeah. That's what I need to do. I need to be like... It's not... Your April isn't over yet. You can't even be doing it like Allie because Allie hasn't thought about April because April isn't over yet. I know, but it, it's like two more days. It's not over yet. It's five more days. Not when this airs. We're not... But we're not airing yet. Yeah. I can't do it this weekend. But that's not over yet. And I'm not yelling just at Amanda. I'm yelling at all of you out there. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. You are all being too hard on yourself. I'm not stressed about it. It's just that's what I But you're putting yourself in impossible standards. You're setting impossible standards for yourself. Well, I know, like, if it passes and it never gets documented, I'm. we've talked about this before, I'm not one for the catch-up, I'm one for the comeback. So if I never but you catch can't, up. But you can't put impossible standards on yourself. You get, literally can't. To get it done when I know I can't? But you can't, You but you said, you literally said, I want to do it like Allie. Yeah. And Allie said, I'm waiting until the end of the month. Yeah. To even start thinking about what I'm going to document. Sure. And you are getting nervous because... It's not even the end of the month, and you're nervous about how you're going to get it done. Well, I don't know when I'm going to be able to get it done once the month is over. But it's not the end of the month yet. Okay. You're right. You can't, you can't, and this is what we do to ourselves. This is what we do to ourselves all the time. We set impossible standards. We're not supposed to be thinking about this until the end of the month. You're right. If you want to worry about what's not done yet, worry about March not being done yet. Okay, I am. Good. Like, that's something to be worried about. I'm also worried that I haven't gotten March done yet. Yeah, but, like, not horribly worried. Yeah, not worried, worried. <laughs> but, like, yeah, no. On my, on my to-do list is March is not done yet. Sure. And in five days, you know, then I have to worry about, like, April needs to get done. Right, but I'm and already so, going, like, well, I can combine them. Like, I'm already saying to myself, So like, then next week, yeah. worry about combining them. All right. You should not be worried about combining them this week. Okay. Fair. Because that's setting yourself up for failure. I guess you're right. If you want to set yourself up for success with these memory-keeping projects, you need to stick with the goals that you set yourself up for. Okay. And if you want to follow Allie, then follow what Allie's doing because you need to be able to say, you know, this is the person I came to the dance with. This is the, th these are the rules that I set myself up for. This is what I am going to do. And if, you know, if we get to, you know, it's, it's literally April 26th to today. Yeah. And if it's, I don't have time to work on marches this week, that's okay. Yeah. But literally don't worry about it because it's just a project life page. Yeah. So I'm not super then, worried about it. It's just. But then don't worry about it being. I can't get to this. If you want to think about, you know, like 
how am I going to get March's pages done before April? Then worry about that. But if you can't get, because that's your deadline. Yeah, but the thing is I had off this week, so I figured if I could do most of April with March on this week off, it would be a lot better than me waiting till the actual end of April, since that's what I said, when I know teaching's gonna come again full force. That's all it was. It was just the open space that I knew I had. And I was like, but that's changing your plan. Yeah, but it's also not being so rigid about needing to fit all of April in for April. Like it's me just letting go of the last few days of April because I know teaching will start up again. Like it's not going to be a big deal. And I probably won't have much to document because I'll just be back in the teacher tornado. So to get 90% of April done before April finished in combination with March and being caught up. So that's why I address it. And then I think... Because then the next, the first weekend right. of May, when I should be worrying about April, is starting week in the life, which I. But you should. But 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 the whole, but hold on, but that's not true. Okay. Because you didn't finish March. Yes, that's true. And so you can't start thinking about the future of your project until you're caught up with your project. I mean, or I can, or I could just blow March and April away and just do Week in the Life because it's more inspiring to me. Yes. You can completely forget about Project Life. If if, if Project Life is not inspiring to you, and if doing Project Life while you're teaching is not really doable, then just keep doing, like, just keep doing weekly projects. Like, do December Daily in December and do Week in the Life. Like, that is... Yeah. Like, I I think coming to that conclusion is so much more rewarding than saying, I'm going to do it like Allie because this is Allie's friggin' full-time job, man. Sure. And you have a full-time job that is <laughs> way more different. <laughs> yeah. And, like, doing Week in the Life where you can, like, document what your actual life is like, which documents your full-time job, which is so much more, like, in-depth and so much more interesting than, like, these overview little things yeah like that's a much more interesting in my opinion a much more interesting conclusion yeah i don't know we'll see we'll see what i feel like doing but that's that's the key is that like you know there's a little bit of backlag and there's a little bit of like i want to be caught up and continue on the path that i was but there's also like Fuck it. And there's also but like, like, I mean, what what from March and April happened that you're interested in documenting? I mean, it, it was pretty important. I feel like it was pretty important. I feel like the end of March was when I got together with my now new boyfriend. And then April's just been full of But us. like, so I have a question. So I want to document that, I guess. It doesn't do have you? to be. Yeah. I, or do you want a specific new, do you want a different journal for your new boyfriend? Because like, let's let's tease this out a little bit. If you stay with him, then having him in your project life is awesome. Yeah. And if you stay with him, then maybe you want a special, like, we got together. Sure. This is the first time. Like, this is awesome. If you don't stay with him, do you want him in your project life? I mean, it happened. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Like, I just feel like... Because, hold on. When you broke up with John, having him in all of your, these are my life albums was super painful. Yeah, but not now. I, I don't know. I just feel like... That's a good point. I just feel like I I have an album for 2019, and it's awesome, and I just want to keep adding to that album. I originally thought I was going to add every month and do the kind of, like, alley spread, but I'm already 
one month behind, closing in on two months behind. I kind of interested in Week in the Life. You're not two months behind. But that's why I said almost closing in. I but you're know. not. But like that's. But that is literally wrong. Okay, so I'm one month behind. You're one month behind. And I don't foresee myself being able to do April in the time that. But <laughs> but you have all of May to do April. I guess that's true. I see what you're saying. It's the open space. So, like, until the end of April, you are, like, not even technically... Behind. Got it. Behind on March. I see what you're saying. I see how you're reframing my brain. Yeah. All right. So, that's fair. That's fair. Because, like, if you if you wait until the end of the month to start doing the, the previous month, you have the whole month to do the month. Yeah. But see, like, all of this brain energy, like... Yes, we're talking about it for the show. And yes, it is in my mind as a crafter, but it is nowhere near as crucial and important and as life-changing as it used to be for me. Like, this is all... Totally. This is, right. This is all fun chatter, but, like, I love living life and not having to share this, like... On a blog? On a blog or, like, on Instagram or in oh general. Oh, my God. Like, right, like, none of my... Fuck doing that on Instagram. <laughs> you can't. Like, are you going to write that on your friggin' phone? Yeah. Well, that's what I That's mean. why it's having like, a show is good, and then being able to talk about this is good, because yeah. you can't write this in Instagram. Right. And you also can't have this conversation without another person. Yeah, and also, like, the, the post, the nature of posting a project by getting people hyped about product and hyped about your creativity, like that's gone for me. Like, I want people to be hyped about my creativity. I'm hyped about it, but it's not number one anymore. It's just not. It's just what's number one is, like, the memory, and number one is, like, me doing the hobby, and me. And number one is, like, just the memory, I guess. And if the memory will always be there, whether or not it documents, whether or not I document it. So, like, that's why as much as we're having this conversation, like, it's all good for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that, that's been a change since the first episode went live. Well, that's why I'm super pumped trying to help you figure out the best way for you to tell your story because that's the only thing that I care about. Yeah. Because the only thing that I care about is helping other women tell their stories in the best way possible for them. Yeah. And loud and clear, Kristen. Right. Like, the only thing that matters to me is, like, what's the best way for you to get at you telling your stories in the way that's going to matter for you, the way that's going to, I don't want to say be the least amount of work for you, but help you do the work in the most efficient and most fun and most creative way possible. Ease. Ease. Just And get you the most joy. Yeah. And have you have something that's going to make you, like, just grin, like, so hard when you open that book up every single time. You're so right. Which yeah. is, I know how you feel about your December daily. Yeah. Yeah. You're so, so right. So, like, whether it's doing a monthly project life, whether it's, like, um, I know I, I know you had a really good time when you went to the baseball game. Yeah. So, like, if it's putting that in your project life or if it's just doing a layout about going to the baseball game. Right. Which feels better like, if it's doing, you know, putting a little card in about, like, oh, yay, you know, go Mets. Or if it's just, like, actually, you know, it, nothing else really mattered. But, like, you know, and then for April, if it's, you know, making pierogies. And then you finally got, I know you finally got the recipe. Yeah. So, like, if you wanted to include the recipe, like, that's. Yeah. 
Right. And like, which ways do you want to tell those stories? And it's only like doing these things and like actually talking them out and saying like, well, these are the stories that matter to me and telling these types of stories and, you know, like not even these types of stories, but like these specific stories, that's the stuff that I want to document. Yeah. And yeah. say like, well, yeah, actually this does fit in project life. Yeah. Or, you know, in March it fits in, you know, a project life spread. And in April, actually, I really only care about this story and this story and it fits better on just a layout size. Yeah. And I've been thinking like for like to set up next year, right? Because again, don't panic if like the way you want, like I'm like maybe a digital something like a blur book because I, I have been finding myself going through my photos like fondly, but knowing that with my schedule and the teaching, like there's no time to sit and lay out. And so I'm like, all right, so maybe next year I'll, you know, come up with something else. You know, so I think, to your point, and you're so right, and, like, just to where this episode's going and, you know, week in the life coming up, like, Allie, we always say, is, like, the unofficial friend of the podcast. We've had her on twice. She's, like, the goddess and we love her. But, like, she's so good at, like, inserting these projects that when it's right for you, like, you can just pick up and run with. And, like, I feel like that's what week in the life is. If it's right for you and it's going to make you joyful and ease and all that, that's what December Daily was for me this past December. Like, it was the right thing at the right time that I needed. But in past Decembers, it wasn't. So, like, it really is, like, feel yourself out. Like, don't feel yourself, but, like, feel out how you want to do things. But, yeah, but so I, I just think, like, week in the life starts Sunday. If you feel inspired to do it, and you feel you could do it with ease and it's the right time. Like that's, again, but it goes back to what we said earlier about like allow, like the choices you have to make when you embark on a project are not just the stuff. It's like how you want it to feel and how you want to approach it. Absolutely. And, and I think the approach is so important because one, you can take somebody else's approach, especially if you're doing a project for the first time. Yeah. It's really great to take somebody yeah. else's approach because, you know, there are so many things where you have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. And you need to, they say this in design all the time, like you need to copycat before you can understand what's happening to then make your own kind of thing. So I do get that. And I've done it before. So like, that's always a great idea. Yeah. But also then like make things your own. Yeah. Um, did Allie talk about Week in the Life in one of our episodes? I think she briefly mentioned it, that it was one of her projects, but I don't think we ever went in depth. No, yeah, I don't think so either. So, one of my, I was going to say, one of my favorite tips for Week in the Life is to set timers on your phone for, to take pictures throughout the day. Mm -hmm. I know, uh, Allie has a million tips on her website for Week in the Life. And... I, it is a bit more intensive. It's a lot more work than just your normal documenting project. Yeah. But it is awesome. It is fun. It is a look at a week in your life. Yeah. And she, she's provided like digital templates you can download to make again that just like inserting and going easier and focusing on your pictures and making that process more joyful. But I also think too, like I was thinking about participating. I don't know if I will, 
if it's the right thing right now. But I, I was like, how? Like, I know I wouldn't be able to, like, do it as intensely as she does it or, like, you know, it's assumed to do it. But you could still weaken the life with, like, one picture in, in one page a day. Like, Yeah, and I love taking screenshots. Right. Screenshots of text messages. Yeah. Screenshots of, you know, if you're on social media, like your favorite Instagram or like your whatever people do on Facebook now. Uh, read fake news, like your favorite <laughs> fake news thing. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't, you know, you pick up your bits and pieces of life. It doesn't have to be, you know, for those of you who say, well, I'm stuck at work eight hours a day. Yeah. That's cool. What do you do for the rest of your day? Yeah. You know? Take a picture of the thing you're wearing before you leave for work. Take a picture of your breakfast. Take a picture of your commute. Take a picture of, you know, it's okay that you do the same thing, quote unquote, the same thing for eight hours a day, five out of the seven days a week. Yeah. So do most other people. Yeah. That's that's not a reason not to document your life. Yeah. And also, too, like with the gratitude practice, like... Like, every day I could write, like, the same thing. But then little things do happen differently. Like, today I had a banana. And for the first time, I like, this banana was delicious. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I never really appreciate bananas. Like, bananas are on the go and you eat them and they're healthy and okay. But, like, I was like, like, this banana was awesome. Like, so again, like, if I, that would have been something new on the same thing. Absolutely. And, like, there's so many different things that we talk about you know day in and day out like what's happening in the world this week and for those of us who try to do this project once a year it's not always in may so what's happening in your neighborhood right now what flowers are blooming what produce is in season what did you eat for breakfast what did you eat for lunch what did you eat for dinner who did you talk to on the phone if you are me it's obviously no one who did you text with (laughs) Who, you know, what did you get in the mail? What did you send out in the mail? What did you watch on television? What shows did you stream? What movies did you go to see? All of these things are fascinating little bits and stories of your life. Your life doesn't have to be, you know, Taylor Swift for you to document a week in the life. Yeah. The things that are interesting are the things that are most mundane. Yeah. And then it forces you to to open your senses to the day. Like, because if your senses are closed, then it does seem like brush teeth, get in car, go to work, work. Like, you know what I mean? But if your eyes are more open and your ears and nose and mouth are more open to what's happening around you, then you're going to have stories because you're going to be looking for the story. Right. Like, what toothbrush do you use? What toothpaste do you use? What shampoo do you use? Why? Why do you use that shampoo? Yeah. Or if you're at lunch, go venture out and see what's there because it's week in life and you want to talk about that adventure. Like, it'll make you do new things, too, I think. Absolutely. And if you're playing along, you know, tag us. We'd love to see. Are you going to be? I think so. Fun. I mean, I definitely am. I don't know... How well I'm going to do it. Got it. Because who knows how well I do anything. (laughs) But I think that that's part of the fun is we always try to do things and who knows how well we're going to do them. Right. And who says what's well? 
Like, exactly. Yeah. One of my funny. favorite Week in the Life books has absolutely no words. It's only pictures, and it's all black and white. Nice. And it's awesome. Is it yours? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said like someone else. That someone yeah, no. One, one of my favorite books Hi. that I've, one of my favorite Week in the Life books that I've made, it's just, and it was one of the times that I did a really good job. I took lots of photos when my alarm went off. And I made a digital cover page that says Week in the Life, the dates that it was. And then for every day, I made another cover page. It was with one of Allie's templates. Yeah. Um, and then I just printed out all of the photos. They're all vertical four by six. I bound them with two rings. Yeah. Um, I think this one actually might be on Allie's website oh. for when I was a guest designer. Um, so if you go on Allie, you know, AllieEdwards.com and like search for my name, Kristen Tweedale, I'm pretty sure you'll be able to find it. Fun. It's for show notes. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Show notes. Show notes, guys. (laughs) Uh, but I love that one. And that was one, that was a September edition of Week in the Life. So it's such a fun project because you get to just, yeah, I really like the open up your senses more. And I hope that those of you who play along will tag us. I hope that a bunch of you will play along because it's a really fun project. And if this is not your type of memory keeping or scrapbooking, I hope that you find a type of memory keeping or scrapbooking that is because it is such a fun hobby. It is such a great way to learn more about who you are. It is a great way to be introspective about yourself, your stories, and just so much about the world around you about the people around you about just everything yeah everything i think um maybe in after chatter we can go a little bit into like what we plan to do for summer and you also said perfectionism that i don't think we touched on so maybe an after chatter perfectionism yeah yeah guys i didn't talk about perfectionism perfectionism in scrapbooking is a big no-no because if you think that, uh, and we will get into this in, in After Chatter, because I have a lot to say about this, and we will not get Important. into it a thousand times of what I want to say here. But uh, because we rely so much on other people's things in order to scrapbook, especially those of us who have relied on like big box stores and other manufacturers to sell us albums and supplies so that all of our scrapbooks can look the same, all of our things can look pretty on the shelves. And for those of us who think that scrapbooking is supposed to look a certain way, there's going to be a rude awakening when those scrapbook companies go out of business and don't make our albums anymore. There are, I know, hundreds and of us listening right now who have already had this rude awakening when those companies have gone out of business or decided to stop making our favorite albums and just said, sorry, haha, too bad, so sad, go and find somebody else. Mm. So perfectionism in scrapbooking does not exist. You are not perfect. Your story is not perfect. The stories of your children are not perfect. I'm sorry if I sound like a bitch when I say this, but if you are just hearing this from me now for the first time, I don't know where you've been. Hi, this is Kristen. Are you Kristen, <laughs> feminist scrapbooker? Um, but if you're struggling with perfectionism in scrapbooking, 
head over just to remember- Chatter. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, also, yeah, head over to yeah. Chatter. But remember that you're not alone. Yeah. We all struggle with perfectionism. Every single one of us struggle with the, the need to feel like we are less than. Yeah. And in this cultivated, postable world. Yeah. Right. In the social media dominated, this, this ad Driven. dominated, right. this patriarchal dominated world where it's like, you need to look like this. You need to act like this. You need to buy these things in order to be. And it's no different in the corporate scrapbooking world and that you need to have these supplies to do this correctly. And I think our whole show added up to you can scrapbook any way that feels right to you. Your stories are right. You are the one telling your stories. And if they're your stories, then you're doing it right. And if they're going to be at your funeral... Right. Oh my God. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Then people aren't just going to like, that's a great point. <laughs> I, if, if you want all of your scrapbooks at your funeral, then they shouldn't be 30 or 40 books that are, you know, lined up in black leather. No one's going to look at that. Like, oh, well, you know, pass me volume 23 when you're done with it. Yeah. Right. They should be all different books and all different sizes. And like, not that anything should be anything. Right. You know, but. The emphasis should be on who you are and what you have to say. (laughs) Right. Not fitting into a mold that doesn't fit you. Yeah. If 30 black. Like, right. Leather binders fits your personality yeah. <laughs> like at your of funeral your entire life <laughs> then please don't let me hold you back <laughs> like at your funeral go out and buy all of your albums right now so that they don't go out of business because <laughs> scrapbook albums are notoriously hard to buy so if you want one type of album and like i'm not saying this to be an asshole but if you want one type of album to hold your entire life story for the rest of your entire life you should buy that album in bulk yeah. and, and get all of them because they will stop making them. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't place emphasis on like needs to all look uniformed. But it'd be funny if like at your funeral, some, like your family was like, oh, she really was on trend. <laughs> you know I mean? Like if that was the if that was the takeaway of like your scrapbooking life, like, oh, she must have really been high up there in the scrapbooking community. Well, the other thing is like, <laughs> Some of our trends, like, they really suck. <laughs> like, some of, I, True. come on, man. Like, some of the trends that scrapbooking picks up, they're god awful. Like, yeah. Some of my early what, albums. I, yeah, no, they pick up, like, really, really terrible trends sometimes. Like, let's put flamingos on everything. <laughs> she was so tropical in 2011. <laughs> Let's put pineapples on all of the things. Oh, well, guilty. Guilty. But it's so funny because, like, I don't know why my relative at my funeral had an English accent, but it's just like, right. Like, they're just going to pick it up and want to know about you. So document about you if you feel joyed to do that or need to do that. But let's go to after chatter. Right. We're going to talk about perfectionism and after chatter. Yeah. But let's leave this with just be you. Buy the things that make you feel 
good. Buy the things that make you feel you. And if buying things doesn't make you feel good, find the things that make you feel you and use those. Even if there are from, you know, thrift stores or trading with other people online or reusing the junk mail envelopes that you get, you can thrift and, you know, junk your way towards just as cool scrapbooks as everyone else. Yeah, totally. All right. If you want to find us at After Chatter, we are at patreon.com slash craftiestfemale. Um, this has been an awesome episode. I'm really excited for next week's episode, too. It's, it's another re... I don't know. It's not a rehash. It's like a, a level corrective. up. Yeah, a level up. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It's a level up of a, another one of our amazing early episodes, which I'm really excited about. Growth, man. It all fits into the theme. The season of growth. Yeah. So true. <laughs> yeah. Love it. All right. Grow with us, guys. And come over to Patreon, because uh, After Chatter is going to be awesome. All right, guys. Uh, Patreon.com slash female. Thank you to all of our amazing patrons, supporters of the show. You help us so much. We love you. We love all of the amazing conversations that we get into on Discord and in our little cute chats that we have. Um, video chat with Jenny and Jess. Video chat with Jenny and Jess was amazing. And I can't wait for May's video chat. Details are on Patreon. And we will catch you next week with another Amanda and Kristen episode. Lots of love. Bye, guys.